before I. You suck, it. Chris. So I do. Oh, all right. I'm gonna leave that in. Yeah, that, that should be, the... be your your new lead. <laughs> the new intro. <laughs> nice. Are you ready for some meatball? T-minus one week and counting to the 2020 NFL season. Now, how long the 2020 NFL season lasts, <laughs> well, that, uh, that might be yet to be determined. We'll just have to wait and see. Oh my goodness. So, uh, with the season starting next week, the Bears have named their quarterback. And it is Mitch Trubisky. Now, personally, I wouldn't have been surprised either way, but I must say the reaction on social media has been, uh, I, I was going to say surprising, but it, it's not. It shouldn't be. Bears fans, well, I don't know why I'm still surprised by my fellow Bears fans. Arguments could be made for both, but I think it comes down to the fact that since Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, in the eyes of many, that automatically makes him better. And that's just not necessarily the case. So uh, to talk about this more, I am bringing in my, uh, my buddy Mark, the Markiologist, Dr. Jansen, to talk some bears, and Mitch specifically, and uh, where we think the 2020 season, whether it's 16 games or abridged, may go for our beloved. So thanks for listening. And let's uh, let's get going. Let's get Mark and talk bears. Let's talk to my good buddy Mark Jansen. Mark, good to hear your voice again, my friend. Hello, my friend. It's almost time. Hello. Yeah. You what? Eight days. Eight We're eight days. days away. Yeah. All right. So the uh, the bears have made their decision. It is Mitch Trubinsky. So, uh, how do you feel? I well, I do think it's the right decision based on what we were told was happening in camp, whatever okay. that's worth, which is not much. I, I, I to me, Chris, I, I've just I've been a little more down on the team here since camp started because okay. neither quarterback seemed to really win the competition, according to all the mm. the beat guys, and it's like we. Are in that you know two quarterbacks, no quarterback kind of thing, and if the most important position is meh, it's hard to get too excited. Even but hey, you there's know, a lot of other good things on the team. I don't know. It just it's like the QB thing. It, it the competition didn't seem to really give us a winner, and so they're just using sort of logic like, well, we'll go with Mitch. He's got a slim chance of still having that upside, and if we bench him, we can't really go back to him. And Foles comes in relief better. I mean, that's kind of that seems like what the, the choice mm. is, which is probably the right call. I just wish somebody would have like kicked butt and been like the guy. Well, you know what though, you can't say. Oh, I lost you. Oh, you did. Oh, it's supposed to be a bad joke. Oh, oh never mind. You can't say. Okay, gotcha. You can't spell Mitch without me. <laughs> without me. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Oh yeah. 
right. It's all in the oh, delivery. Wow. I botched that. I'm sorry. No, I it, it broke up. I actually lost audio for a second. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I am outside. Maybe that has something to do with it. It's a gorgeous day in the great state of Kansas. So I said, nice. you know what? I am going to go podcast. There you go. But yeah, it's just right, you know, so, um, quarterback stuff is hard to get excited about. I was not. I was not going to be surprised, no matter which way they went. I thought, okay, like For you sure. said with Mitch, he's got the uh, the bigger upside, but you know the bigger downside as well. And and uh, Nick Foles is that uh, that floor guy, like Jerry Angelo always used to talk about. You know, he's got a good floor. <laughs> Very well done. Either way, but thank you, my friend. But there are people on the. It's. Is 1984 Dan Marino? And, and I think they're the same people that were probably mad they signed or traded for Foles in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably you can't. Uh, you I, never I mean, make the Bears th- fan happy. I think there's a way to read all this is very inevitable. Like getting Foles instead of say Cam Newton. Well, that's because you know Foles is good coming off the bench, and it gives Mitch one more chance. You bring in Cam Newton, and you're pretty much supposed to start him. Although sure. there's a lot of baggage there, but he'll probably be amazing for the Patriots just because. Yeah. But I mean, the Foles was kind of the safe guy for the system they run with the coaches they have, and I think made sense until they had to give him a fourth pick and keep his contract. I was like, wait, what? What just happened here? Um, but I think it was all sort of inevitable that they were trying to still maximize Mitch Trubisky, and whatever it's worth, I still don't think it's much. He supposedly did all this good stuff in the summer, but I mean, you know, wake me up when he's processing what the defense is showing and accurate with the deep throws because that's what has to change. I may not be waking you up then. Yeah, he's right. I hope so. I mean, I still think it's a small (laughs) chance, but I think the upside makes him the right guy to pick. And, and if, if he fails, you can just go to Foles. But if you start Foles, it kind of sucks. You're like, Oh, let's try Mitch again. You just benched Mitch your first round. I mean, there's really no going back once he's benched and barring injury. And I just think they kind of had to do it this way, but it's not really exciting. No, let me, uh, let me throw a theory out here for you. Okay. Do you think, do you think it's possible that they signed Foles with every intention of him winning the starting job and, get, you know, open competition and then Foles was underwhelming in this modified training camp, and Mitch really did do better and earn the job. Do you think that's possible, that Foles was just, like, not impressive? I think it's definitely possible. I mean, COVID made it more likely that Foles wasn't going to win it too, right? Like, he had less chance to work with his teammates and not a real camp and no preseason. So I think there were, like I said, some of it maybe was inevitable in a way too. Uh, I think Mitch from the reports was more aggressive Mm. and I mean, I guess the one thing you're really hoping with all the stories in the last month or whatever is that his mechanics is the thing that he's fixed. That's going to actually benefit him. Mm -hmm. And it gets to Nagy's being like, Oh, I don't worry about mechanics. And I'm like, wait, what? You're a coach who doesn't care about mechanics. (laughs) I've never heard of such a thing, Mm -hmm. but Mitch clearly went and worked with the guy that worked with Mahomes. So now he's the next Mahomes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't tease me. <laughs> uh, we could have just had Mahomes. No, I kid. I hate that narrative. 
Mitch was yeah. the guy in that draft, and turns out he's the worst of the three. But Bears. Uh, but, <laughs> I, what what's the upside with Foles? Well, that's the thing. Super Bowl I, MVP Foles to... gets hot. That's that's four six week stretch. He's never done it for a season. Like he just doesn't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, and a lot of people are friends telling me he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's he should be the starter. He's therefore better. And I just like they're blinded by the fact that he won the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, great accomplishment, of course. He's got a championship. He was the Super Bowl MVP. Fantastic. It's one of but the great flukes ever, really. though. Come on. Exactly. Like, it's a, total a great game and a great run and just proof that anyone can get hot in sports and do crazy things. And that Eagles team was a good team. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they were they were well, a favorite he replacing before. the guy that might have won MVP if he finished the right. last month of the season too in his mm-hmm. second year QB, who's now always hurt and apparently not as good as they thought. I don't know. Like the, everything coming out of Philly is confusing. Like I just yeah. it doesn't make any sense. That team's not made sense for a long time, but they have these amazing years from time to time. Um and you know I, I guess my concern more Okay, so not having a good QB is a huge problem, and I but I think the chance that that little ten percent chance that it's Mitch is still better than starting with Foles and having to go to Mitch. Because mm. yeah. Foles, we know ceiling is really not that high, and the thing is that that I think people easily forget is really common sense. But we're talking about twenty twenty Foles and twenty twenty Trubisky, not twenty twelve or twenty seventeen Foles. Mm. Right, like he sucked last year, <laughs> and now he was hurt for a while, team. right? And he right. was hurt. And I'm just saying, it's been a while since we saw Foles like really be any good. And it's possible that you know that Mitch is actually better right now, even if he's not better than 2017 Foles. You see what I mean? Like it's just yep. not that simple. So if they have a real evaluation and tape and so forth, and they say, you know what, Mitch made more good throws. Mitch made good decisions. Mitch is leading teammates have his back whatever okay but let's not pretend we're not still in the conversation for worst qb situation in the league and that's hard to forget and that's hard to stay you know excited about your team over that well that's kind of bear's identity right yeah Bears identity with on paper which could be a magnificent defense right we we agree on that potentially yes yeah. So, uh, what about the argument that's out there that the Bears don't need a great or even good quarterback? They just need the Kyle Orton or Ortman, my friend, game manager, and then the defense can take us to the promised land. What would you say to that? I have a lot of things I'd say to that. First of all, when has that actually, with any consistency, worked in the in this millennium? Yeah, uh, the, the 2000 yeah. Ravens. Congratulations, you're citing a 20 years ago example. That's really the last one, isn't it? Yep. Maybe the 2015 Broncos, because I mean Peyton Manning was kind of yeah. useless. In, in and I mean the Seahawks had a great run with a great defense, but they also had Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson's a good, good yeah. pretty much uh-huh. right after the first year. He's really, really like top three, good, five, good, whatever. I just. It's time to get over that. It is time to have a real QB <laughs> and to join the rest of the NFL in consistently prioritizing the most important position. 
It shouldn't be something we have to argue with people about. Because here's my problem with this season in a nutshell, Chris. The fact that the QB is almost certainly mediocre means that the D has to be top three or so to contend. And that's a crazy high bar. They're good enough to do it. But that's also a crazy high bar. Like top six or seven won't be good enough with how bad the offense is going to probably be. And it's just asking too much. How many games under Nagy have the Bears lost because they couldn't score 20 points or even 17? Yep. You know, it's like, come on, just get me to 24 consistently, and this defense will definitely win you a ton of games. But you're basically telling them they have to be perfect nearly every week. It's just – it's not really doing them any favors. I don't know how else to put it. Like, you just – it's too high of a bar. You need to be able to win games multiple ways in this increasingly crazy league. And the Bears are a one-trick pony. Well, they're pretty good at it. But... Plus, yeah. Plus, if Akeem Hicks goes yeah. down again, can they be a top three defense? No. If uh, Khalil Mack no. goes down, can they be a top? Well, and that's yeah. my other concern uh, when I when we were texting. And I was like, yeah, I'm not kind of down about the Bears at the moment. Even though I think the defense could be elite and could be super fun to watch. You got the QB mediocrity. You've got the bars to just be almost perfectly high for the D. And then this is maybe a longer conversation we could get into because I think the rest of it's been pretty obvious so far. But how many players are the Bears relying on where we would say either it's a young guy that needs to make the leap or a veteran returning to form? Or just staying healthy. I mean, everyone has the latter, but I, I can only think of – I'm serious, man. I thought about this earlier when I knew we were going to talk. I can only think of one guy on the team whose performance last year does not have me saying I either need him to make the leap or I need him to return to form. And that is asking a lot for the rest of the roster to fulfill one of those. Does that make sense? Is, is it Kyle Fuller? No. Oh. Damn. No, he gave up too many yards and didn't have enough interceptions. Though there's definitely degrees. He's certainly not on the top of the problem list. The All only right. guy right, I would so say you, is, that you don't yeah. have to put those two qualifiers on was Allen Robinson. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that side of the ball, but yeah, you're right. Now he was good last I'd year. I'd be close to saying white hair. You know, I don't really think he was a problem once they figured out what position to put him in. You know, I don't think he was really a big mm-hmm. issue, certainly. But, like, Eddie Jackson needs to return to form. Hicks needs to stay healthy. Mack needs to return to form. Even Mack. And I think part of that is getting more help around him. Roquan needs to take a step forward. Trevathan needs to stay healthy. You see my point? You can do this with pretty much everybody. That's true. And and so they didn't do much to improve the team from the outside besides Quinn. In terms of actual starters, Quinn and the tight ends. Um, well, man, now you got me feeling dumb. Thanks a lot. I, I'm not. Try- it's possible that some of these guys <laughs> take a leap. I would love to say, okay, between Anthony Miller and James Daniels and Roquan Smith, there's a good chance somebody takes the leap and the other two perform a little better. Like right? they're definitely talented mm-hmm. enough. And Miller, I guess, was amazing mm-hmm. once he was back in camp. They were raving about him. Okay, I put him on my fantasy team the other night, so I hope so. Nice. He was my By last the way, pick. Chris Tomlin's fifth court. Your fantasy team doesn't exist. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah, but at the same the time, you really Wolf have to Castle. look at these players individually too. As I did this broad brush with the whole, who can you not say this about? 
right? Like mm-hmm. Mac's a good bounce back to form Canada. He wasn't really bad last year. He just wasn't Mac. Hicks staying healthy is probably the single most important difference for the D. Quinn, yes, I think is of course a nice addition. I mean, there's reasons to think they're decently positioned here, but I think beyond the tight ends and Quinn, they're basically just expecting to improve from within. Mm-hmm. And is, are you comfortable with that? Oh gosh, I want to be, but uh, maybe I have not allowed myself to be honest with myself about that. But I also have PTSD, so to speak, from last year and having high <laughs> expectations, and I'm just determined not to forget about that. They were so high. We were thinking Super Bowl. That first game was just one of the ultimate low points of my sports fandom when I look back. First world problems. Yeah. But man, that game sucked. <laughs> and we all come out of it like trying to like tell ourselves it's okay, and it was just a blip, mm-hmm. and they just got caught up in the hut. Nope, they really suck that much at everything on offense that year. We just got to hope they can run the ball you know, and stabilize the team. Now Montgomery's hurt. And now the running back's hurt, and they think – do they really think Null – freaking Null is the, the starter? Like Only if they think their old line took a huge leap. <laughs> like Cohen's not at every down back. I don't know what to tell you. Go sign AP for the minimum if it's possible. I don't know, but you need something until Montgomery's right. Because, I mean, are they really going Corderell Patterson as the feature back for week one? Is is Montgomery out for longer than they think? I mean, it's just a mess, man. I, I don't know. They didn't put any depth there. And it gets to a point I like to make about pace. It's a good thing and a bad thing that he so aggressively attacks a position or two each off season. Mm-hmm. You know, like that he like the tight end. Okay, great. But it also kind of looks incompetent, right? Like I'm not sure. Let's draft a guy, sign a guy, sign another guy. Let's sign Glennon and draft Mitch. You know, like mm. are you evaluating anybody correctly with the QB? We could certainly say those are both brutal evaluations. Right. But. You know, there's no depth at running back. There's next to no depth on the offensive line. The Bears are talented, but they have very little wherewithal to withstand injuries in almost any position you can say this, that there's very little depth. And that scared me, too. Especially on that defensive or anywhere on the front seven. Yeah, because, I mean, if they make the playoffs, it will be because of the front seven. Right. Or somehow the the QBs were better than we thought, which is, like, really – Unlikely. Yes. And maybe the Easter Bunny will bring us an extra basket this year. Hey, my kids believe in the Easter Bunny still. Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah, go Easter Bunny. I didn't hear that. No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) My other thought, though, about, like, the big picture might be a little bit more optimistic for you. I was listening to Hogan Johns with Robert Mays earlier, and they kind of broke down the division towards the end of the podcast. And I got to say, I agree with it pretty wholeheartedly. The division is wide open, especially if this mm-hmm. is one of those random eight-win Lions kind of teams, which do happen some. In other words, there's not a Saints juggernaut or a Chiefs juggernaut that you're like, uh, well, better make the wild card. Like The Bears could win the division because everyone in the division has a pretty decent chance, probably Lions less, but the Packers are due for regression. The Vikings have a really nice rebuild, but they are rebuilding a little bit and they have some question marks. And so it is wide open. 
So just get in the dance and see what happens. I mean, defense is good enough to be a team nobody wants to play, right? Now, that's a really good point. I mean, maybe that's a, a big plus if they got that far. You yeah. know, you don't want those guys beating up on you. But then again, in, well, 2018 against Philly, that was – well, there were failures on both sides of the ball in that playoff game. I mean, the Bears did take the lead, and the defense gave it four up. Four minutes to go. They were up 15-10, to 10, right? Something like that, you know. But they were also probably <clears> – <throat> and, uh, I mean – that's bad of the D, but at the same time, can you not score more than 15 points in a playoff game? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, the other way to think about yeah. this is which naggy Bears team is the real one? Mm. Can we maybe meet in the middle? <laughs> Would that be 10 wins? Mathematically, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah um, no, I was just going to say that uh, I hope – well, I, they're not going to be as good as the 2018 defense. I, I just don't see how – not only were they healthy and dominant, they were they were lucky too. I mean, they scored all oh, the touchdowns. How many touchdowns. Not too many to be yeah. sustainable. Yeah, and only one last year. So, which they should be on top. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, but I mean, that, <laughs> the guy's not that even 20, here. <laughs> that 2018 defense was so good, and like they were finally in a groove with, um, uh, oh, you know, old Krusty now in Denver. I forgot his name. Fangio. How I forget his name already. Nick, F- Nick Fangio. How can I forget Nick Fangio? I don't know. But it seemed like, you know, they were all in on his system there. And I do need uh, the D to play a little yeah. faster. It seemed like they were kind of hesitant at times last year. You know, let it well, and you mentioned Eddie Jackson, too. And I think Eddie was – we basically had two free safeties. Last yeah, year. I think it'll help. With Eddie and Ha Having him just playing center field. Just let him do mm-hmm. his thing. No one does yep. it really any better there's a few people basically as good at it but don't i don't know don't reinvent the wheel with the defense let eddie play center field let khalil mack rush off the edge you know and put robert quinn down in a three-point stance in a nickel base then don't really play him unless you're pass rush third down third down he should only third be an down. animal That's all you third need downs you know, uh-huh. I mean, the defense is good enough to make you halfway excited but again you need to be balanced and i just I just hate that the formula has no room for error, especially because we have a coach who doesn't really want to commit to running the ball, and we don't even know if we can at this point. <laughs> this year he can say, I didn't have anyone. I mean, the, the ball too. like, <laughs> I, I can see things both ways. So, like, when people are like, Ooh, I don't know about this Bears team, I'm not going to criticize them this year because their hope for improving the O-line was bringing in a new position coach. I'm sorry. Yeah. When has that ever really done anything? Especially when you had one of the most well-regarded yeah. coaches. Uh, maybe a new voice. I mean, the left half center through left tackle are all young enough to play better. The right side could be a total train wreck. You know, mm-hmm. like, I just, they didn't care about that position. And then everyone's like, well, if they just run more, they would do the defensive favor. Yeah, agreed. Now, how are they going to do that when they didn't do anything with the line? Well, Montgomery looks like he's in better shape. Great. He's not the problem. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they've been so passive about key positions for so long. I don't know if it's because they've already got too much money wrapped up into guys like Leno and Massey that they that their hands are kind of tied. But if so, then at least with Massey, that's a potential total miss on the evaluation. Right? I mean, like, at some point... This is going to come back on Ryan Pace, and he and Nagy will be gone if the Bears bottom out this year. And then it's another yeah. rebuild. And then it's like, what do you do with guys like Mac? 
right? So yeah. I don't want those conversations because I want him to stick around. But this is where the Bears are at, just two years removed from that really fun 2018 season. Yeah, it, uh, it all depends on uh, on Mitch. It really does, doesn't it? Yes, because there's no – I mean – season from Foles. Well, if they had gone out there and gotten just a road grade and right guard and uh, maybe a really nice swing tackle or something, I would say, okay, but they might be able to run enough to help. But they're basically hoping that the QB play is better, and then the guy they brought in didn't win the job. So now they were – you can't tell me with a straight face the plan was Mitch Trubisky improving. But that's not where we're at. You see why it's a hard thing to be excited about, even though I still think it's the right call based on what Foles apparently didn't do in camp. But it's hard to be like, woo, yeah, go get him, Mitch. But maybe he'll prove us wrong. That would be awesome. Maybe, my friend, maybe. We will find out in eight. Well, we can't even find out in eight days because Mitch has always played well against Detroit. It's true. So I, I will mean, say he, it he can sets play up well. nicely those first few games for him getting some momentum going. It could. And if he sucks the it first could. month, well, you can be done with it. <laughs> yep. You um, I mean, he, against go ahead against Detroit. He go. He can put up 350 yards, three touchdowns, no or maybe one pick. And because it's Detroit, we'll be like, eh, okay, we we still really don't know. True. Although we won't, we'll get excited because it was on the road, and he'll have thrown a couple I know. balls to I'll... the left completed. And I will be in full ball mode. You yep. know, if that happens, like here we go, my friends, this is it. I know guy. it's crazy. I know the chance is only ten percent. I'm not falling for it. But there's still, <laughs> when you look at the guy, you see an actual athlete who looks the part when he's back there. Mm-hmm. Right, the skills are there. It's the mind and the rest of it that are the problem. And I'm not <laughs> saying those are any better now. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, there, it's easy to fall for it when he has a good game because when he does, when he plays well, he already kind of looks the part, and then he plays well. Mm-hmm. But it's just too rare. I'm trying to cling to stuff like the Dallas game last year. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Man. And he looked great in that game. And Dak looked horrible. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I needed that, you know. That, after was, what? that was fun. After I don't our, know. Uh... So how do you unlock those kind of games more often? Is it all mental? Because I'm starting to think it's all mental. I think it, ha- it has to be that way. I mean, he was he was making plays with his feet. It looked like he was allowed or given the opportunity to just make plays if he had to, mm-hmm. if he saw stuff, which it seemed the next week they played the Chiefs or the week after that, where it seemed like that was gone. And the Chiefs did not have a better defense than the Cowboys. So, no. I, so I wasn't no, sure what not, that not, was confusing. Talented. Yeah. Is it schemes? Like, oh, it's a zone. I'm Mitch Trubisky and I can't process this. You know, like, that, what is going on you know, there? Because I know be... he carves up the Lions who were always running man and it was because of Slay, supposedly. It's like, well. And maybe the Cowboys did too. I don't know. I don't either. But I know if there's like a couple different broad defenses they can run to have you totally lost, you're not going to pan out. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm twisted. You got me all twisted. I'm sorry. I just. That's all right. Another way to put it, they are just as likely to win six games as they are 10 because there's just that (laughs) many question marks. But they could be good. 
I just don't know how you could say with any certainty right now. Well, at least I got my Cubs, right? I'm sorry. I won't go there. Never mind. Hey, they're better than my sorry Cardinals. Well, Cubs could lose the next two. I could see that happening. But anyway. Hey, Mark, thanks again for joining. I really appreciate it. No problem. Do we need to talk about any of the other division opponents? I don't think so. But uh... I want to make fun of Green Bay situation. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Apparently, the guy they drafted sucks, which is just wonderful. <laughs> and I'm still hoping to take Rodgers <sighs> off to where he demands out after the year. There's a lot of people still predicting that to happen. So uh, you're saying Green Bay does not love their new rookie quarterback? Apparently, he has not um, impressed. Exactly. That was well, well played. That was a little bit better than the other one because I could hear it. I guess so, but that was that was pretty easy, though I have to admit. But uh, was, was, but that does warm my heart. If he's looking bad, that warms my heart. So yeah, but that's all I got. yeah, when they when they drafted him, I was thinking, boy, do they see something that the rest of the world just doesn't? You know, I was a little that's nervous certain. actually. Seemed like a stretch. Well, but we're not allowed uh, to talk too much garbage about drafting QBs, especially with their track record versus yeah, the Bears. they've they've got a little better track record. But it would be nice if we could flip that for a little while. You know, all I want, Chris, I just want once in my life for the Bears to be the team with the quarterback that's good for a sustained period of time without having to, like, do all these mental gymnastics and defend him or the team and all that. Like with Cutler, now we all love him, but we all hated mm-hmm. him. You know, it's like, yep. can we just be a nice eight-year run with a really good QB and just yeah. see what that's like? And I can't even ask my grandpa what it was like watching Sid Luckman. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you have a good day, my friend. You too. Thanks for having me. As always, let's regroup and uh, after a game or two and see where we are. All right. Sounds good, my friend. Take care. Now, of course, after I interviewed Mark and talked a little smack about the Cubs over the Cardinals, the Cardinals ended up sweeping the doubleheader today against the Cubs, so I never should have opened my big mouth. (sighs) Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. If you have any thoughts or agreements or disagreements on our uh, Bears and quarterback discussion, love to hear them. Uh, Send them out to me on Twitter, at MeatballComp34, or send me an email, TheMeatballComposer at Mail.com. Love to hear any feedback that you got. I want to make the show more interesting and better where I can. So I appreciate you listening. Feel free to pass this on to any uh, any Bears fans you know that might be interested and uh, would have some reaction. That'd be great. All right, until next weekend when kickoff starts. And uh, who knows how long it's going to go, you know. We, this may all be moot in a few weeks. Oh. All right, take care. Be safe. Wear your masks, and uh, let's work together to get past this soon. Take care, everyone. I hope it's smooth. Me too. Like a post-Taco Bell dump. Wow. See, now that proves it. I'm going to edit that out. No, that should be the other lead-in to the show. (laughs) You've been meatballed. (laughs) 